right, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Cubs on Tap. I'm your host tonight, Cody. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody on Tap. Joined by my friend Joe. You can follow him at Joe Maris. He was at the game today. Yeah. And, uh, at Wrigley. Uh, so he's vibing. He's oh, feeling yeah. good. He's probably had like at least five to ten, twelve dollar beers. He's 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 vibing out. I can't believe he's actually here. I was we were not gonna do post game today because no one is available because it's Memorial Day. Um but he's here. Um always available to talk about the Cubs. Hell yeah, I absolutely love that. Uh dope red beard coming in already. Cubs on W's more like it. I love that too. Cubs on W's. Um, as always, this is Cubs on Tap, the official Cubs podcast of On Tap Sports. Now, welcome everyone to the stream. Welcome if you're listening via podcast form on your Tuesday after Memorial Day. Uh, Joe, the Cubs win seven to two against San Diego, and this isn't a pro, this isn't like a San Diego team that we're used to seeing in the past. Like this team is one of the best teams in baseball. They have one of the biggest faces in baseball, and Fernando Tatis Jr. You saw him hit an opposite field dong today. Mm-hmm. Um, how I guess we'll just start with you. Like you were at the game, man. What was it like? I mean, sixty percent capacity. You got you got homers flying out because the wind's blowing out. That vibe has not been at Wrigley in a long time. No, it was. I mean, so I mean, it felt like the wind was blowing in for like six days straight. So it's <laughs> nice to finally see the wind blowing out and the Cubs take full advantage of that. I mean, what, five home runs, two by Wisdom, two Baez, and of uh, Oppo Brian Homer. The coolest thing about the bias homers too, both times, especially the first one where they were losing one nothing, there's huge hobby chance going, and then he just destroyed a ball to deep center, and it was just it was perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I he got the curtain call today, uh, which I tweeted out. You know, he actually deserved that one, unlike the uh, the the one Yachty decided to give all the Cardinal fans after he hit a go ahead homer off us and in, uh, in St. Louis a week ago. Mm-hmm. And, and part of me was trolling, and part of me actually agrees with that because Javi did hit two home runs today, um, yeah. and both of them to dead center. Just like I, it, I don't think those would have mattered if the wind was blowing out. Well, he the first one murdered those baseballs. Yeah, four fifty-five. Oh boy, when, it could have been the wind was blowing in. That thing's still going out. Yeah. Nothing was going to do about those. Yeah. So. Um, I guess we can go over the game a little bit. I do. We do want to mention uh, or talk or discuss a little bit about the games over the weekend against the Reds. We haven't put out a podcast since I think it was the last game against the Pirates. So we have a whole series, I guess, to kind of wrap up and we'll preview tomorrow's game. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously today the big story outside of the homers was Cole Stewart. Uh, came up out of nowhere because Trevor Williams ended up having an academic. How do you how how do you pronounce it? Me. Thank you. Thank you for pronouncing it because I can't pronounce it. My girlfriend, like, he, she corrected me like 10 times today. Uh, mm-hmm. Appendicitis or something like that, right? You, you um, to me when you have a, appendicitis, something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, he had in, like an emergency one, so he couldn't start today. Hopefully he's okay. They put him on the IL. Hopefully he gets back soon because he mm-hmm. was moving in a positive direction. Um, but Cole Sturt. Stewart gets probably – I don't know what time he got the call, but I'm sure it was pretty late yesterday where he gets the call and uh, he's like, hey, they're like, hey, get over here. Uh, you got to go up against one of the better offenses in baseball tomorrow. <laughs> and he came out and he, the one run he allowed was unearned. wasn't even his fault. Mm-hmm. Um, went five strong today, man. Uh, from the stands, what do he, what he look like he had going for him for you? 
he was just, I mean, he only struck out two people. He was a strike thrower. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he really never got himself into any trouble after the first inning. A couple of ground ball double plays. Hey, he just, he did exactly what we needed. I would have loved to have seen him go more than five, but hard to argue with when uh, Sergio Alcantara came and hit a double. Helped <laughs> in the lead. So, yeah. he was great. I, he, everything we could have hoped for. Right. Yeah, I was kind of thinking maybe that, They'd leave him in considering the Cubs had a huge lead. But with the wind blowing out, I'm sure Rossi was like, you know, let's get this guy out while he's got some confidence. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, with some momentum going, your bullpen was, you know, yesterday they didn't really use any of their big arms because, uh, you know, they lost five to one. So, I mean, Dylan Maples got an inning in there. Mm-hmm. Like, he they didn't use any of the – like, Keegan Thompson, he, he hadn't pitched in a couple of days. So, he came in and pitched – went almost through three innings and went two, two and a third – um gave up his to, first run of his yeah gave up his first yeah gave up his first run of his career to Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, uh, I guess no, yeah not not a not a bad guy to give up your first no, run to <laughs> but as a, uh, as a Cubs fan at the game today you kind of couldn't have hoped for a better game Cubs hit five homers plus you got to see Tatis hit a homer too so that's pretty cool right yeah um and you got to see Victor Caratini uh right. get some of bats he got a nice ovation yeah. um so, like I was saying, you know, Thompson went two and a third, three hits, one run, three strikeouts. He gave up the one home run to um, Tatis. His ERA is now 0. 0.52. Uh, and then uh, my guy, Andrew Chafin, comes in, gets two two outs, including a strikeout in which he struck out Fernando Tatis Jr. And in in I think in an inning where the Padres had a couple guys on, yeah, or at least he, one guy on. He came, and, with, uh, he came in with a man on, almost mm-hmm. got a double play. They overturned it after review and then struck out. Ah, exactly, yes. And then uh, another guy that we keep talking about, Tommy Nance, comes. I know it's low leverage. They're up 7-2. to two, But Tommy Nance comes in, shuts him down, three strikeouts, 30-year-old who was in the independent league at one point. This guy, I don't. it doesn't matter what, what scenario he's in. He just goes out there and he's just getting outs, and that's all I ask. And he's pumping 96 on the edges. You, you love to see it. Um, the guy – Again, I have no freaking idea what <laughs> what they did with him, but he is he's getting it done. Well, um, you, dope. Look at, you look at overall. I mean, Cole Stewart after the game praised the Cubs as an organization and the way you know their information they're able to give them and mm-hmm. the care. So it's whatever they're doing seems to be working. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, dope. Redbeard mentions mentions uh, Patrick Wisdom. Yeah, it's another guy we haven't even mentioned yet. Two home runs today from him. Uh, the Patrick Wisdom game. Honestly, he's the one who kind of, you know, he, he Javi hit the one to give him the lead, and then Wisdom mm-hmm. kind of helped, you know, make the lead bigger. Um, and I don't, I don't want to say out of nowhere because a couple of those games where uh, the wind was blowing in. Wisdom got some up in the air and would take him to the warning track. And you're like, man, if the wind's blowing out or not even blowing in at all, maybe he gets those out. So I've thought that he's had some power. And he got he got he, the the baseball gods helped him out today and was like, okay, it's your time, man. And we got we got a great game out of him. He's sitting 500. I mean, it's only 15 at bats, but that's no joke. Yeah, no, yeah, he. Uh, I saw in the lineup today he had like an o, he has an OPS now after today he has an OPS of one point six three three which uh-huh. is just <laughs> video game numbers uh, it's, it's not fair uh, he's batting four sixty seven so I mean you know Patrick Wisdom is a good example of like what we keep saying about all the bullpen arms are coming up and just you know helping out as much as much as they can mm-hmm. 
And, you know, Bodie's going to be out for a while. Matt Duffy's out for who knows how long. Um, you know, we got all these guys with the hamstring problem. Anything Patrick Wisdom gives this team is a freaking plus. And he looks decent over at third. He hasn't made an error yet. Like, he's on a nice place today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right. Yeah, he's he's been very fun to watch at the plate so far. Uh, Scott from Iowa is chiming in. He says, counting his home runs in Iowa, I think he has seven in his last seven games. Yeah. Um, I'd have to go and look that up, but uh, if if that is true, um, I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't know anything about Patrick Wisdom. I, I know absolutely nothing about him. I have to go look at his career and see like where he was rated as a prospect coming up. I he, I don't even think he has. 100 career games under his belt like i feel like he's been like a a fringe minor league major leaguer his entire career yeah like he's honestly i hate to say this but he's like <laughs> he kind of reminds me of all those random cardinals who have just beat us in t- at random times in our, throughout our lives that you've never heard of and have the most random ass freaking names this is who patrick wisdom is doing Except for the Cubs now. It's like it's nice. It, it's kind of nice to be part of that. It, am I right? Oh, yeah. Big time. He's <laughs> uh, absolutely crushing balls, too. Yeah. Yeah. Dope Red Beard. He says Cubs organizational depth is coming up huge right now, quite honestly. It so is. It very much is from now, not just bullpens, but like, you know, getting Cole Stewart's performance today. So, as mm-hmm. for starters, um, you know, and then obviously on the positional, I mean, Going into today, I wasn't feeling real good. I, I haven't liked what I've seen out of Rafael Ortega. I haven't really liked what I'm seeing out of Eric Sogard consistently over at second base. Like he's he's a nice depth piece on the bench, but he's not a guy I want to start every day. And then Patrick Wisdom, like I don't know, like he he's hit the ball hard, but like I just I just don't know. And he kind of just he 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 took me over the line today. Like I'm 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 gonna be a Patrick Wisdom guy until. Oh. Until further notice, I'm a Patrick Wisdom guy. Unlike but you, unlike you pointed out on Twitter, the no undershirt. That's that's a that's a. <laughs> yeah, no undershirt, Patrick Wisdom. That's that's what I'm talking about. Patrick, no undershirt, wisdom. Um, Scott from Iowa says that he was a first round pick from St. Louis. Um, again, didn't know that, and if that's true, I might just start literally trolling Cardinal fans and and for the rest of time if this is yeah, the case. Because if hopefully we can add him. Adoles Garcia and Randy Rosarena. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, it's like if we can add yeah. Patrick Wisdom to that list of Cardinals who have like been traded by the Cardinals and have gone on to be really good, I would love Patrick Wisdom to be that guy. So, um, yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, let's see. We, Chris Bryant hit one out today. Um, yeah, and he tripled. And, you know, I think that's, you know, pro far, you could have argued that he should have played it played it better um but the ball dropped and the ball rolled all the way to the wall man that's a triple that's all i can say yeah Um, i think he's he's doing it all he's pulling the ball he's sending it to center he's sending it to right you know there might have been maybe a little bit of a wind aided home run Mm -hmm. but who cares right right um to get the there was a man on third deep, deep enough to get the run in and the wind took it out it's it's perfect Right. Yeah, no, it's always good to see KB, especially when he's going the opposite way, because last year I feel like his biggest problems was he's he was he was just like a dead pull hitter if he did do anything. And this year you're seeing him take the ball up the middle, take it to right center, obviously turns on some as well. Um, But the approach and everything from him has just been 
incredible, absolutely incredible. And you're getting it when you need it the most, especially with the injuries. I, you put all the contract talk to the side, put it all to the side, considering where the, where the Cubs are with injuries right now, this guy has been as consistent as you like as is humanly possible for one of your top stars. Mm-hmm. Like you can't say that about hobby buys and you can't say that about Anthony Rosa this year. You just can't. And I know that those two guys have had little injury stints, but even when they are healthy, you're not, you're just not getting the same consistency out of them as you are Chris Bryant. And that doesn't mean I don't like those guys. I'm just saying the facts. You're getting so much more out of Chris Bryant than anyone else in this lineup. And again, I'm just going to keep emphasizing it because trading him for the future is not going to get you anything close to what to what he's worth. There's just there's there's no freaking way unless you're getting a guy that is top five MLB prospect right now. And I don't think any team out there is going to trade for Chris Bryant and give up that piece whenever he literally would be a rental. You're, the mm-hmm. Cubs are just not going to get anything like that. And so just, at, at this moment, like I, I wrote a piece earlier in the week, I think it's time to stop with the trade, the trade deadline talks personally. I mean, we'll definitely know a little bit more after this little stretch. We've got two more games against the Padres and a series against the Giants. Those are two great teams. Yeah. So you know, we beat we beat Cardinals two out of three in St. Louis. That's a big series. I mean that that shows you something. And mm-hmm. then they compare business against the Reds and the Pirates. And then now we're gonna see what they can do against the Padres and the Giants. I mean, those are two top teams in the NL. So right. it's at some point we gotta we might have to shift that that conversation to what are we gonna add. So and you know I, I never enjoyed the Chris Bryan trade talks just because I don't want to see him go personally. But yeah. I think I we're getting like, to that time that it's it's time to stop talking about the, the what mm. we're going to do at the deadline as far as being sellers. You know that that could definitely change in the next two months, but at this moment, mm. I, I'm not ready to talk about that. I got you. Yeah, no, I, I mean, and it's only just been like the conversation throughout national media and even Chicago media. Um, so you know, and and I've been very very outspoken about how we need to keep this guy around and you know we should shame all the people who've really said this guy is not any good anymore so um some comments coming in here dope red beard we got the padres giants padres again uh and then uh, i i believe we got st louis and the mets after that um that's true and i tweeted out something today i was like you know over this next stretch these next 17 games i was hoping the cubs would go nine and eight that's like a realistic outlook i think which means that they would go three and three against the padres win the series against st louis and split with the giants and uh the mets because mm-hmm. uh, the giants and the mets are both four game series so um you never know but at the same time i think that's a realistic outlook and if the cubs go 9 and 8 over that stretch they'll they'll be right where they're at now record wise in terms of the difference between 500 and everything they basically will be so you know i that's all i can ask for from from that standpoint mm-hmm. um what do you call it um scott from iowa he also said wisdom's a 2012 first round pick and tw- and in 2017 was a was left unprotected for the rule 5 draft Again, a guy who's been like a like outside of the fact that he's a first round pick, I did not realize he must have just not really developed quickly, obviously, or else he wouldn't be in the position he's in. But um, a guy that probably just didn't pan out to begin his career and has just been kind of going through the motions. I know last year he didn't really, he, I don't think he played for a team last year. At least he was probably at an alternate site. 
if not that he was, you know, just a minor leaguer. I don't, I don't know, but he's been within the Cubs organization for a little bit. Yeah. 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 Right. So I, you know, I credit to the organization and the, you know, the scouting and everything. There's so many people, um, just really doubt, doubt this this Cubs front office and everything. We've had to hear it for the last two years, it feels like, and it's like ridiculous. Um, I think the Cubs are kind of instilling some faith again into the fan base in terms of their just organizational development because at least they should be because uh, that's – I mean, this season basically sums it up. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man. So, as far as anything else about today um, – I thought today was just a huge win because I honestly I just I did not feel good going into this game because you didn't know what you're going to get about out of Cole Stewart. You didn't know what you're going to get out of this offense that, you know, after the number six hitter, you just don't know what you're going to get. Um, the only thing I ever feel good about consistently is the bullpen and they showed up. Mm-hmm. So I think we got I mean, you got all three aspects. You got starting pitching, you got the offense and you got the bullpen. Um it's. I feel great going into tomorrow's game again with Kyle Hendricks as our as the starter. Um, yeah, we can move on to that real quick. Um, if you, in, unless you have any other thoughts, man. No, it's just it's great. It's always great to win the first game of the series, especially with your ace on the mound the next day. Get yourself right. in a position to win the series. So you know, today was awesome. I best basically <laughs> in quite a while. Yeah. It, yeah. It was all around, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and the. Well, yeah, I don't think I've mentioned. I know I have it in like our our caption on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. But the Cubs finished May nineteen and eight. They yeah. won seven of the last eight uh, to end the month. And, uh, and another interesting stat: they're twenty five and zero entering the ninth inning when leading. So um, they are, you know, when they get to the ninth inning, they're absolute nails. And a lot of that has to do with Craig Kimbrell and also just the the bullpen in general. <laughs> um, but. Or the 25-0 win leading into the ninth inning. I don't know if I said that correctly. But um, anyway, yeah, no, I, I feel really good about the, the the team going into tomorrow at least. I'm, you know, to be honest, when I said going three and three against the Padres this year, I'm like, okay, that means, you know, maybe we, we win like one in this series and then go to San Diego, maybe sneak out one or two more. Uh, now I'm like, man, maybe we can, you know, maybe go five and two against against Sandy or not five and two, but uh, five and five. And would it be five and three? How many? Um, games? It's three game series. It's a three game series, so uh, not five and two. Uh, it would be like four and two. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Is four and two? Like now, now the way that they played today, I'm like, man, maybe we can we can get that because if they can win tomorrow with their ace on the mound. You know, then Wednesday or yeah, then Wednesday, you're kind of like, you know, we'll take a sweep, but we'll be okay as well if we lose that game. So I think tomorrow is just as huge as today. And obviously, every game is important, but I think if they can win tomorrow with their ace, they're going to feel really good going into going into the road when that when they facing Chris Paddock is no joke. He's no he's no you know elite elite top of the line pitcher, but he's a great mm-hmm. and they. Even before they scored in the third inning, I mean, they had him at over seventy pitches after three innings. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah, that's a for success. Right. Yeah, I think in that second inning, Paddock threw like he had over thirty pitches in the second mm-hmm. inning alone. And even though the Cubs didn't score, they made the guy throw a lot of pitches. And you just knew the Cubs' offense if they could just get something rolling against them, 
you know, he might give up something. I did not see the five home runs coming, but, uh, you know, I'll take it. Obviously, the wind helped him a little bit today. Um, but I think that get, that makes you give more credit to Cole Stewart as well because mm-hmm. he didn't give up any home runs. And, th- and that Padres lineup is no joke, bro. No joke at all. Not at all. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, let's talk about tomorrow's game. So, like I said, Kyle Hendricks coming on the mound against uh, a guy by the name of Ryan Weathers. He comes in 2-1 and one with a 1.131 earn run average of 27 strikeouts. Uh, it's the first time he's faced the Cubs in his career. Um Let's see. He's pitched. He's pitched four innings in each of his three starts since he returned to the rotation. And he has a two point two five ERA in that span. Uh, Kyle Hendricks. He's five and four with a four point six three ERA, which is might be alarming. But if you look at his last few starts, he's really brought that ERA down. Um, he's got forty seven strikeouts on the season as well. Um, so, like I said, the Cubs have never seen weather, so that's going to be fun tomorrow to kind of see how they, how the first and second time through the lineup go, I think. Um, and it seems but, like he's only gone four innings in the three starts, so they're probably right. not, they're probably not going to want him to go more than two times through the order. So, right, right. The, the Cubs made the Padres throw, I think it was five innings out of the bullpen today. Mm. They didn't use many of their top of the line guys, but if the Cubs are able to jump on weathers tomorrow, they're not going to be able to use their top of the line guys anyway. So, right. No, I, I agree. Um, I'm looking at the Padres lineup, like their history against Hendricks. It looks like uh, Manny Machado. He's uh, batting three thirty three and six at bats against uh, Kyle Hendricks. You know, Will Myers ha- is batting three thirteen and sixteen at bats. Tommy Pham's two eighty six and fourteen at bats. So that most of those at bats probably came when he was with St. Louis. Um, and then Tatis has only faced Kyle Hendricks uh, three times. He's one for three with an RPI. So um, Tommy Pham does have a home run, and so does Eric Hosmer. He's batting two seventy three against against Kyle Hendricks. He has one home run against him in 11 at bats. So um, not a lot of damage against Kyle Hendricks, but not a lot of people have a lot of damage against mm-hmm. Kyle Hendricks in their right. career. So um, I think that's good to show, but I guess it'll be interesting to see how the wind plays tomorrow. As much as I would like the wind, the wind to you know be blowing like it was today, uh, Kyle Hendricks, his Achilles heel this year for sure has been the home run ball. So if he starts giving up homers like he did against, you know, uh, you know, dope Redbeard, he mentions the Braves are the only team that gave Kyle trouble this year. And that's pretty much the, the, the gist, but his entire April was not good in general. So, um, I, you know, I, you, you get a lineup like similar to the Braves, which I feel like the, <laughs> the, uh, the Padres lineup is is right up there with the with the Braves in terms of talent offensively. Mm-hmm. You know, if Kyle Hendricks isn't getting ground balls, then I'm going to be scared every time they hit a fly ball, and if the wind's blowing out, at least. Um, but that said, I you know Kyle Hendricks is trending up. He's been very good his last three starts. Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> so. Cubs are facing a lefty tomorrow, Weathers. So yeah, I don't think we're going to see Sogard again, uh, especially in Alcantara. He's a switch hitter, so we'll probably like, we'll likely see him maybe at second base. It says he's a shortstop, but we got that pretty locked up. <laughs> uh, so you'll probably see him at at, uh, at second base. And for right field, I mean, they got to take Ortega out of the lineup, especially against another lefty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Maybe they give Martini a shot for a day. 
face yeah. the left. I mean, they don't have. I mean, they don't have any right-handed hitting outfielders at the moment besides Hap and Bryant. But Bryant's yeah. got to face until. Well, with that with that said, you know maybe Rizzo and, and is back tomorrow. He was out taking ground balls pregame today. So was Marisnik and Jason Hayward. Mm-hmm. Would be huge if the Cubs can at least get Rizzo back in the lineup tomorrow, and then you could put Chris Bryant out in right field right. and use Ortega as like a you know a bench guy. Which you know I I'm, I've I've kind of slandered Ortega, but I he's just not good in the starting role, man. Like he's a solid depth piece that you. Mm-hmm can use in emergency instances and, you know, can give you a couple, you know, pinch hitting appearances or something like that, or maybe start once every six days or some shit. I don't know. But, um, I mean, he has a, he has a negative war. That's really all I have to say for his career. He has a negative war. (laughs) I think the biggest piece that were the two guys that we really need back, obviously besides Rizzo and Horner, we really need Duffy and Marisnik. I mean, they, Mm -hmm. They are, especially with Marisnik, was platooning super well with Hap. So Hap and left-handed pitching. So we, I mean, we first off, we just need more right-handed hitting outfielders at the moment, Mm. Uh, and we definitely need Duffy back now that Bodie's out for a little bit. Good news on Bodie that that I saw that no no ligaments were torn when the shoulder was coming out. So that's good news, but we don't know how long that's going to take. So we definitely need some of our right-handed hitters back. Right. Yeah, no, I uh, you, you sum it up perfectly, man. And I agree with especially Marisnik. We're really missing that defense and we're missing like he just brought a different energy, man. I don't know how mm-hmm. else to really explain it. He just brought a different energy. It was fun to watch run the bases and his at bats were always professional. If he didn't get a hit, you know, seven, uh, you know, I always talk about uh, your bats. If you get seven pitches or more, that's like a professional bat. That's what you want to see out of your players. So and he was someone who would always do that. So you're missing that. Obviously, Matt Duffy's the same type of player, not going to hit a home run, but like, you know, give you a solid professional bat. And yeah, they're just really missing that at, you know, on the infield and the outfield right now. So hopefully tomorrow we'll get an update on on that and see where the where they're at. And I'm hoping that at least Rizzo is in the line because they haven't put him on the on the IL yet. He's he, he just hasn't played. Um, he was suited up today in in a jersey. I feel like if the game was close, maybe they he would have gotten a bat. Um, but you know, I you know, I think if he's suiting up today, um, then I think he might be in the lineup tomorrow. So yeah, here's tomorrow, the hoping. Yeah, tomorrow's a night game, so they'll hopefully we'll, they'll test him out early in the day and see what happens. Right, right. Okay, well, um, Anything else on tomorrow's game, man? You got give me a flat W player, and then we'll kind of go through the last series against the Reds. I think I'm going to stick with Javi facing a left-handed uh, pitcher tomorrow. Plus, I think he he made some comments after the game how how much he was looking forward to facing Tatis. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to shine just like Tatis is. I think he's going to continue to hit. So I'm going to go with Baez. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And Javi, you know, he's a guy that I have been very hard on, no doubt. Um, and the thing is, is like when he when he's on, he's on. He's the best shortstop in the league if if when he's on. And when he's not on, he is the worst shortstop in the league. Like they're and, and, out today. So I mean, you know, you got two. I think it was the first home run was on a full count. I think, and the whole stadium standing up. You know, Javi, Javi, and he just blasts one. And I think he's, I think he's feeling it. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have a good matchup tomorrow, right? Uh, Dope Redbeard says uh, KB's absolutely wearing out left-handed pitching this year, mm-hmm. which is true. I'm pretty sure he's slugging over 900, slugging over 900 against left-handed pitching. 
Uh, obviously, Chafin is my guy, and I'm always going to take him as my fly to W pick. But if I had to pick an offense player, I'll take I'll take Chris Bryant with with dope red beard. That's my guy. Um, let's take a live look at the Chris Bryant sucks crowd. Oh, it's really quiet. Am I right? Um, anyway, been pretty quiet. Yeah, Jesse Rogers has been pretty quiet about it. you. you <laughs> That tweet that he got ratioed over, it's gonna get it's gonna come back to life whenever, you know, if the Cubs make make a run and go to the playoffs or something, because um I just like I can't I can't understand why a reporter in in, in the biggest market outside of New York is is out here rooting for the Cubs to trade off. Like I I don't get that. I I don't get that. So um yeah, man. Uh so we're we've been about 28, 29 minutes here. Uh, just get some quick thoughts about the series against the Reds. The Cubs took two out of three. Uh, like I said, the Cubs took have won seven or last eight. Uh, and that one that loss in there, I was actually at the game on on Sunday. Unfortunately, had to, it was it was a very boring game. Uh, the Cubs offense did not show up. Jake Arrieta another eh start. I guess if there's anything to be worried about, still it's Jake Arrieta. Um, he was very good in April, and then in May he's been very blah. He's not. He, he's he's really struggled in the first inning, um, but after that he's managed to get you th- at least five innings. But he didn't do that yesterday. Nope. Um, and Jesse Winker and and Nick Castellanos are no are, are no joke. They nope. they they beat him up, and uh, you know. And then the Cubs. You know, we we talk about this offense and how like the first six guys. You, you you think you know what you're going to get, and then after that, you don't know. And uh-huh. th- we got a lot of that yesterday. We just you – know, the offense was dead. But at the end of the day, the Cubs took two or three, so I wasn't too upset. It was just more of like, man, you really wish you could have got the sweep with the right. Padres coming in. Didn't really matter, though, considering they won today. So, right. I mean, a big part of the loss yesterday is why I didn't feel good going into today's game. And, you know, what do I know? <laughs> I just think, I mean, at some point the injuries are probably going to catch up with us. Uh-huh. Yeah, you keep your fingers crossed that these guys are able to keep the momentum going. And I saw a lot of things with Alcantara before he came up a couple of days ago. He's hitting like someone said that he's hitting with like, you know, player of the month kind of uh, stuff. So he, as long as if he can continue hitting, hitting like that, I mean, that's a plus. So if we can just keep these guys hot, you know, we'll ride it until our guys can come back. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, so, um, I'm trying to think of any big highlights from the weekend. I know obviously Saturday was a good day and, mm-hmm. and so was Friday. Um, you know, the, was it the Albert Alzale started on Friday, I believe. And the, and he gave the Cubs a really good outing, which is always, always a good sign. And then 40, um, 40 to hit a solo homer. That was the mm-hmm. only. Oh yeah. They won one to nothing on Friday and off the boat, the, the Bodie solo homer, which the wind blowing, you know, 30 miles per hour in and he happens to get it out because it was just a straight line drive. Um, that was, that was wild. Uh, but the bullpen, everything showed up. And then Abra is just, he's putting together consecutive, really good starts. That's all you can ask for. I keep saying by the end of the year, he's going to be the Cubs number two starter in the rotation, if not number one, because Kyle Hendricks is just Kyle Hendricks. Um, you love to see that. And then, on Saturday, you know, Zach Davies was solid. You know, mm-hmm. he gave him four or five – I think it was five innings, and the Cubs just scored a ton of runs. And, you know, they – for the most part, Jesse Winkler and Nick Castellanos just did not really do anything against the Cubs this past weekend. So, they, they, I think that's the biggest they thing. Were, they had their hits, but they, they were scattered. They mm-hmm. were 
up with a lot of base runners on. So the pitchers did a nice job of at least limiting what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Overall, it, Saturday was much like that game against the Cardinals where, you know, you, you really broke it open in the eighth inning. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, Sunday was not fun. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, they bounced back today, which is nice to see. Right. Um, dope Redbeard, man. I appreciate you chiming in. He says, guys don't want the team to sell. They're playing like they want to compete and stay together. I completely agree, man. And, yep. you know, I, I love hearing all these quotes, ones from Chris Bryant saying, you know, we're trying to play our way into them not trading off and all that stuff. And then yeah, he says a couple of weeks ago, I said the same thing. He's like, let's keep this core together. He's like, we still got it. And they're showing right. we still got it. Right. Um, he says Tom and Jed should be ashamed if they aren't enjoying the fans and this team having fun. I I genuinely think they are enjoying it. That said, it, they still have a very, very tough job because they do have to think about the future of the organization. And I, for some part of it, I like agree, but the people who like, and it's, this is mainly towards the fans is there are fans who think no matter what the Cubs need to sell Chris Bryant, they need to sell, all these other players and build for the future. And it's like, you, we have something right here and we can re-sign some of these guys in the off season. I'm not saying that we're going to be able to re-sign all of them, but like at least keep some around. Like, like I said, you're not going to get anything for Chris Bryant. That's anywhere near worth Chris Bryant's worth. You know what I mean? I think we're better off trying to give him a reason to stay. Right. Right. Um, Let's see. We getting a lot of comments here out of some out of some out of nowhere. Um, this guy says the job that Jed has done finding guys and just and just right. have them produce is outstanding. Yeah, we've been talking about that. Thanks for chiming in, um, Freddie Teddy Freddie two seventy Patrick yeah. Wisdom. I like that guy. Hell yeah, I like that guy too. Um, so anyway, man, I, I think that's a we pretty much summed up the weekend. It was a great weekend, great Memorial Day weekend. Um, like I said, Cubs finished 19 and 8 in May, which is insane. They finished 11 and 15 in April. This season is completely turned around. People went from talking about trading everyone to, you know, at least questioning, like, oh, what do we do? And now we just, there's just a huge test in June, man. Like we kind of talked about the games coming up. It's just going to be a huge test. If this team is goes 500 over the next two weeks, I think this team is going to stand pat at least. I don't, I still don't think they're going to be buying anyone unless it's like a depth piece, but, or maybe Max Scherzer, but you know, other than that, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that this team has so, so many bigger aspirations with the squad because this team is just playing like they don't want it to be broken up. And I love and to see that. You've seen that run, their run differential just skyrocket. They're at plus 32. I'm not sure if that includes today or not. But you've seen mm-hmm. that just skyrocket. And, you know, that's a pretty good indicator of, you know, how a team's playing. So you mm-hmm. just seen skyrocket as they've been scorching hot through May. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and they didn't even play a lot of bad teams in May. I mean, they played the Dodgers mm-hmm. in which they swept and led to me eating the entire thing of fucking mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they the Cardinal series you pointed out earlier, they played really well in that mm-hmm. series, one, two, uh, three. You know, even in April when they were not good, they swept the Mets somehow. I don't even know how that happened. Yeah, um, you know, they played the they played the Pirates. The Reds aren't the greatest, but the Reds are not bad at all. Yeah. So here, I think you know, bringing up the Reds again, we got to bring up Amir Garrett. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that. That was that, that was a lot. good. That yeah. was fun to watch. I was disappointed he didn't get to face Javi. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, getting to see Javi just throw up one of these. Yeah. Just taunting him as he walked off. It's like it was kind of like the Cubs got their turn to like show up him because he was showing up the Cubs for no reason other than just to boost himself up um, in Cincinnati earlier this year. Um, It was very fun. It was very cool and tough, as we like to say on the show. Um, Yeah, Amir Garrett, (laughs) he has not been good, bro. He is like a 12 ERA still, I'm pretty sure. So uh, you hate to see it. Um, Better luck next time, kid. So, yeah, um, I don't think I got anything else, though. Dope yeah. Redbeard, again, I just want to point out his comments. He says, I appreciate the show, fellas, as joy, a joy as always. Good to know there are fans who feel the same way I do. Hey, man, I appreciate you always chiming in. And, yeah. you know, we are, we, you know, I feel like we're not too far off from all the fans who are like, oh, we should sell. But I also feel like at the same time, it's like rooting for the team to suck is just not fun. Mm-hmm. And it's not like this team is like in 2011 when the Cubs were not good and didn't have any organizational depth, didn't have didn't have like a good organization at all. Theo Epstein built what this organization is today, mm-hmm. whether people want to agree with it or not. And we're seeing it instilled right now because Jed Hoyer is just kind of taking his spot and he has helped. He has helped keep this this team good. He could have not brought in any of these guys, and they could have just sold off, and you know we we'd go back to being you know the lovable losers. He he really could have, you know what I mean, if he wanted to redo it the way he wanted to. But I you you do you have to give credit to all the work Jed Hoyer did in in terms of bringing in these low buying guys, and who have almost all seemingly have panned out. Right. So. You know, I've had a lot of back and forth with some people on Twitter. Dope Red Beard, we've had a couple back and forth on Twitter. Just a lot of good conversations. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of people, you know, some people agreeing with me about, you know, the biggest thing I um, I talk about on Twitter is Patriots getting taken out a little too early. Today was mm-hmm. another case for that, but, you know, Alcantara came in and hit a double. So I'll shut myself up for that one. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of good back and forth. You know, some people think I'm being too critical of David Ross or think that I don't think he's doing a great job. Doing a great mm-hmm. job. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I, there's always something, I, when, especially when you're sitting on your couch. Right. Well, and you know, I we've had this conversation, and I'm like, I'm I'm with you because like we definitely do need more innings out of the starters, but I also feel like David Ross just senses whenever that pitcher is done because the hard contact rate is just skyrocketing. And also, they always talk about, and this isn't just like the Cubs broadcast; they talk about this on national broadcast too. Like that third time through the order, like can you get through it? Basically, I just don't think David Ross trusts any of our guys outside of Albert Alzelay and Kyle Hendricks mm-hmm. to get through that third that through the through the lineup the third time in a row. I, I just don't think he trusts any of them. Maybe and, Jake if he has it going. But you know the thing that's working too is he's he's getting our bullpen guys clean innings and it's clearly working. So right, you know, I, I I'll I'll gladly shut my mouth if this continues to work. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Uh, you know, it is what it is, man. And like I said, even though we, we went out and he only gave you five innings today from Cole Stewart, which he probably could have given more considering the the lead and everything. You still got three three st- yeah, you got three strong innings out of or two two and a third strong innings out of Keegan Thompson and we, the Cubs just haven't had any guy in the bullpen who could do that. We're used to seeing one guy per inning, and like they've been able to use Keegan Thompson in this kind of a two three inning type role. And uh that will that will play uh, oh. in this day and age. <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, uh, anyway, anything else before I give a, the spiel and get out of here? No, I'm all good. 
All right. Well, I want to remind everyone to head on over to ontapsportsnet.com, get all your Chicago sports needs. You can follow the official Cubs podcast of the network on Twitter at Cubbies on Tap, uh, like I said, on Twitter and on Instagram. And then uh, you can follow me, Cody at Cody on Tap, and Joe at Joe Maris. Um, yeah. We'll be back for recap tomorrow uh, for uh, game two of the Padres series. So, uh, Joe, if you got nothing else, I got nothing else. Let's get out of here the only way we know how. Let's Let's go, go Cubs. Cubs.